this morning. Turn with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. I want to read first out of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, we're going to look here in chapter 11. Of course, we know that the title of this is the Heroes of the Faith. We've heard that many times. And I want us to look at a lady that's mentioned in this passage of Scripture in chapter 11, verse 31, and then we'll read the story of her in Joshua chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31 says, By faith the harlot uh, Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. We're going to look at a lady today that moved from the house of shame into the hall of fame. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord. I am thankful today that you are holy, unmoving and unmovable, the same in eternity past, in the beginning, and eternity in the future. You privilege this morning, what an honor I have to come this morning and proclaim that you are my God. I'm thankful today for my Jesus that's afforded me this opportunity. Lord, I pray through this preaching of your word that you would use me in a way that you see fit, that you would make me effortless, use me as your spokesman, and that you'll be glorified through all things. Feed us in your word this morning, in Jesus Christ's name, I ask it, amen. You know, we, if you read the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, you can carry to many stories and see godly men and godly women. And the reason that they showed up, though, the reason that they were wrote about in the book of Hebrews, the reason God's Word shows us the things that went on in their lives and talks about them in the book of Hebrews is not based on their feelings. That's not why they're here. It wasn't based on their fortune, nor was it based on who their friends were, but it was based on their faith. It was their faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. And that's what we see in this uh, 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We also see here the transformation of a harlot named Rahab. You see the gospel. The gospel transformed her into uh, a life of faith. And you say, well, hold up now. This is an Old Testament story. Well, I'm going to tell you the breadth of the gospel was just as prevalent in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament because Jesus Christ saves. You see, nature forms us. Sin deforms us. This world will conform us. Education will inform us. But it is faith, it is faith that transforms mankind. 
This woman was transformed by Jesus Christ through God's grace, through faith. Now this lady that lived in Jericho, you see, she was a pagan. The city of Jericho was a pagan city. It had many gods, but it didn't recognize the real God in any of it. This woman was living in spiritual darkness. She was a Canaanite. But somewhere, something happened, and this woman found grace through faith over Jericho. So I tell you this morning, I understand this story because, praise God, I also have been transformed. From this old filth of sin and flesh, I, I was truly without any worth, but yet my Lord, my Creator, gave me the best that glory had to offer, Jesus Christ. And through that, I accepted that uh, gift given of glory. I accepted that gift given of the Father and I accepted Jesus Christ for just who He is. And today, he, I, he is my Savior and today, heaven is my home and I have a blessed hope in Jesus Christ. But I do not forget of where and what I was transformed from. I'm so thankful what my Lord has done for me. And we see right here in this story that we're about to read about of Rahab. She was a harlot and she was transformed from a woman whose destiny was hell. She was a, a, a destined to die in her sins and go to hell. But now she's become a citizen of heaven. From a shady lady to a shining saint. And I'll take that even a little further. God so changed her that she married an Israelite. They had a son named Boaz who married Ruth. They had a, a son named Obed who was the father of Jesse, who was the father of King David. So just by physical, uh, physical lineage, she is an ancestor of Jesus Christ. There's hope for me today. Not within myself, not within my own means, not because of my ability, but that God can do something through me if I will just allow Him to take over. If I'll just have faith in Him, what will God do? Rahab was transformed by the grace of God through faith, faith, faith. So this morning I want us to look and see how this woman Rahab was transformed what took place in her life, what made her reach out for this transforming grace of our Lord. So if you would, look there with me. Book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. Verse 
verse 4, we read that. I want you to give you a background of what's happened here. The Israelites have come out, have came out of Egyptian bondage. They were uh, promised a promised land, and they, uh, they came out of that, and God had it set up for them. There was a land in front of them that flowed with milk and honey, and they would not take it. Why? Lack of faith. So they suffered time in the wilderness, and by this time Joshua has taken over. He's taken up leadership of God's people. Moses is gone. Between them, the wilderness, and between that promised holy land that they have is a great city of Jericho. And you remember how these walls of Jericho fell down. They marched around. Joshua took God's people. They done just exactly what God said to do. They didn't understand why. I mean, the, uh, the battle plan didn't make any sense, but they just simply believed God. That's all they done. So now we come to see how this all takes place. There's a city here. Uh, there's a woman named Rahab uh, who the Bible calls a harlot. And she was transformed. She didn't get conquered in Jericho. Now I want you to see something in that. Today I fear that God gives his church a direction. Amen. That's who guides us, right? If we're not guided by him, you're not the church. And there are great battles that are setting out there before Calvary Baptist Church. And there's great cities, there's walled cities between us and what God has in store for us. Great Jerichos set in front of him. And man will say, how can you move that? Well, I don't know. It's impossible to move this world. will say, I still don't know how. just go around it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not do what God said. I think if we'll just slip off the outskirts here, I think if we'll just hit that wood line where they can't see us, we'll just move right on into that holy land right off. No need to fight Jericho. No need to go uh, through Jericho. We can go around Jericho. It's just more comfortable for us. But that's not what God said. God said you'll go through Jericho. If they would have walked around Jericho, they actually gave the enemy their back. They've been outflanked already. But I see something in this now. Joshua said he's going to lead God's army. He's going to lead God's people, and they're going to go through Jericho. And this great general of God's people didn't know how that was going to take place. Well, I'll tell you this. Whatever Jericho that God wants Calvary Baptist Church to go through today, you believe that he's already devised the plan and the victory's already given. Just go through Jericho. Just go through Jericho. Everything has been laid out. Everything has been uh, planned out. And everything is in place for God's people, Calvary Baptist Church, to gain victory through Jericho. It's there for them. God wanted this city destroyed. And Joshua, who was God's general, he selected two men. Selected two men as spies, and they were to go into the city. They were to meet, uh, we're going to meet this lady here named Rahab. And through these two witnesses, this lady was saved. But I want you to notice the things that took place for this to happen. 
took place in the life of this woman Rahab and brought her to the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing that I notice in here that she was convicted by the Holy Spirit. Look there with me in chapter 2 starting reading there in verse 8. And before they were laid down, she came unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon you, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you, for we have heard how the Lord, see what she said there? For the Lord had dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sahan, Gog, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. A woman that was raised in a pagan religion. How in the world did Rahab know all this stuff? How did she have this all figured out? Had somebody already been there and told her about Jehovah? How did she know all these things about that he's the God of heaven and he's the God of the earth beneath? How did she know that the victory's already been won through him? Who'd been talking to her? Who'd been telling her these things? Well, let me share with you real quick. It was God, the Holy Spirit, who was speaking. I'm going to share something with you. Don't you get confused today. Praise God that we have men and women that will surrender to the mission fields in Africa and go into the deepest parts of Asia, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you today, man is without excuse whether they seem missionary or not. Man is without excuse because somewhere through creation and the power of the Holy Spirit, God will reveal himself to all mankind. It's not God's will that any should perish, but all come to repentance through Christ Jesus. God will move in each and every heart that's ever been born or has ever been born and move by the moving of the Holy Spirit, revealing who Jesus Christ is and who he is to them. You see, something happened. That's what's going on here. This, this woman here, something had moved within her, and it was the moving of the Holy Spirit. That's what had happened. The Holy Spirit, what happened? The Holy Spirit started searching Jericho. And in that city of Jericho, the Holy Spirit was looking for someone that was wanting to look beyond themselves. The Holy Spirit was looking for someone who's a heart was right and he saw the, the heart of this harlot named Rahab, the heart of discontent in her life, a heart that was longing for something that was greater than herself, bigger than herself and knew that she wasn't able to obtain anything in her own and the Holy Spirit saw a heart that he could work on and praise God he started moving in that heart now let me say this that same Holy Spirit that moved in those walls in Jericho that day 
is the same one that's moving in this building today. Same God. His work has never ceased. His work is still the same. It is unchanged. The Holy Spirit, in this passage of Scripture, started searching for someone that wanted something beyond themselves, started showing them what they actually were, but what God could make out of it. And he found Rahab. But now let me say this, that same Holy Spirit that was at Jericho that day and is sitting here today, not only does he look for those that are looking for something beyond themselves, he'll also guide God's people, those children, to the heart in which he's been working on. You may say, well, what does that mean? Do you think by luck that these two spies went into Jericho and walked straight up to Rahab? Do you believe that? Now, you remember, this is a walled city. This is a huge city. Think about how many people were inside Jericho, especially when they found out an invading army was coming, especially after they'd figured out the Israelites coming. I mean, they rushed to this walled city. And these two spies just went into Jericho, and there was Rahab. That didn't just happen. No. It was the promise of God. God said, it'll happen. God brought these two men by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brought both these men right to the home of Rahab, whose heart was ready that the Holy Spirit had been preparing. Rahab was already under conviction. You see, the Holy Spirit works both sides. He will lead the, uh, uh, lead the direction to God's children, to the ones whose hearts he's been convicting. See, he'll put you together. That's what he does. Those who he is drawing to Jesus, on one side he's preparing a heart and on the other side he's preparing you to give the message. That's what goes on. God guides his people to the lost. You say, well, okay, I've never been, yes, led to any. Well, you may have a problem in your life. If the Holy Spirit isn't leading you, something's wrong. If the Holy Spirit's not leading you to the lost, it's probably because you never followed him in your own life. I wonder if that's why I'm not the soul winner I should be. I didn't allow the Holy Spirit to move in my life enough next week or last week to even see that there's lost around me and lead me to them. I missed it. But these two men didn't these two men didn't miss it you remember the story John chapter 4 where Jesus met the woman at the well you remember that story she'd been married multiple times she was living with a man that wasn't her husband if she was living today they'd probably give her an academy award do you think it to be just by chance that Jesus happened to be at that same well that day? Do you believe that's just luck? Chance? The Word of God says, Jesus said, He must need go through Samaria. Got it to do. Must need. 
Now, the average Jew would not have even thought about going through Samaria. They thought of them as dogs. Jesus said, I must go. Why? Because this woman at the well. Not hard to figure out. Why did Jesus say that I've got to go through Samaria? There's a woman that knew that. Jesus had to go. You see, the meeting of that woman was not by chance, nor was it by uh, accident. Jesus Christ knew exactly where she'd be. He knew exactly what the heart would look uh, look like when he got there, and he went to redeem her. What happened? I'm thankful today. See, that's what it still does. When anybody gets out there, you believe this, that you will never get in a spot that Jesus Christ can't go get you from. You'll never get so low, nor will you get so high that Jesus can't get to you. He knows all things. He looks at the heart. I believe today that the Holy Spirit is guiding His people at Calvary Baptist Church, and if He's not, we're not what we're supposed to be. But I believe we are to have a heart through the moving of the Holy Spirit that we ought to be convicted about the condition of our town, our country, our state. And we do know that there are people around us that are hungry to know Jesus. You believe that? Of course it is. Do you believe there are people in our county today that the Holy Spirit is dealing with right now? Spirit lead our lives and then we'll find those who are precious Lord because we saw them deeply lifted and we see the great blessing being able to see God's power and salvation now I want you to get this out of the story what had brought this woman under conviction we'll see it in just what we just read what brought her under conviction of course we say oh it's the Holy Spirit but she used it, the Holy Spirit used something. She had heard what God was doing for his people. That's what she said to him. We know what God's done for you. And the Holy Spirit used that in conviction. You see, we have a twofold responsibility in this matter of soul winning. Look there with me in verse 10. See what she said? She said, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of Ammonites. So the testimony that the Holy Spirit was using to convict her was what God had already done through his people. Right? This world needs to know what God is doing for us. What's God doing through me and what's God doing through you? And I believe that if we get our hearts right, I believe today that one person that takes God at his word allows the Holy Spirit to move that person to get so full of Jesus can change anything. God used him to change anything. showing enough of Jesus that others see he's done anything for him. Maybe there's a problem with that. What brought Rahab under the conviction that she had? She knew what God was doing with his people. 
on the day of Pentecost uh, in Acts chapter 2 verse 12 after that amazing service when the Holy Spirit came down the lost asked a question they said what meaneth this you see there was something happening that was so amazing to them there was something going on that they could not understand something that they couldn't explain away there was something supernatural and the world could not explain it then after the What does it mean? But then they ask a second question. What must I, what must we do? See, they ask two questions. You want to know what the real root problem of our churches are today? We try to get the lost to answer the second question before we answer the first one. We want people to say, what must I do to be saved before they see enough Jesus in us to ever ask what they might do? We want them just to bail in here and say, I want to be saved. See, we don't want to live the lifestyle in front of them and say, they say, what does this mean for someone to live a life like that? Why are they doing those type things and see something in us that is different in this world and then them cry out, what must I do to get it? Am I living a lifestyle today that shows enough Jesus that someone would say, I don't understand why he's that way. But I see there's something different in him. I see something that's powerful in him. I see something that's great in him. And then say, what must I do to get some of that? Don't even fail to ask. You see, Rahab had seen the people of God. She had seen God do something miraculous in their lives. That then the Holy Spirit brought her under conviction. I want to tell you something about myself. The reason I know this, the reason that I'm not seeing more people saved is because I've become hard-hearted. I'm not telling enough. Others should see that there's a victory that I'm living in life and it's a blessed hope that I have in Jesus Christ. I should be living under the inspiration and the uh, leadership of the Holy Spirit instead of under the world's standards. When you and I will start living like our Jesus is risen and our God is alive, the Holy Spirit is going to start bringing us to the unsaved and we will get to see Jesus saved through us. Now that's the first thing that I notice about this shady lady. Jericho was the Holy Spirit convicted her. Second thing is that I want you to see was she was convicted by the word meant. The word. Look there in verse 21 with me. Chapter 2 verse 21. She was convinced of this conviction that she had in verse 21 and she said according unto your words so it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound scarlet line and went that way. According unto thy, your word. 
so be it. Now the words in which she had received these two men was God's word. God's already spoken and said this is what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be carried out. James chapter 2 verse 25 calls these two men messengers. Well, I'm going to tell you they were way more than just spies. These two men were spokesmen for Almighty God. They had heard the word of God and now they're giving the word unto this lady. So where is the proof that Rahab had faith? You find it right here in verse 21. She said, according unto your words, so be it. Real faith is just taking God at his word. So you can't have faith until God has given you his word, right? Romans chapter 10 tells me faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I want to say this, and I've said it many times, but I think it needs to be brought back to our mind. I've heard people say, well, you know what? I'm in this terrible situation right here, but I got faith God's going to get me out of it. Well, let me tell you this. If God hadn't told you he's going to get you out of it, don't have faith in it because got, you got, can't have faith that God speaks. What he said. Well, I got faith I'm going to get well. Well, did God say you was? Well, no. Well, don't have faith that you will get well. You just have faith that he's going to conquer it all. So many people today run around, well, I got faith in this and faith in that, and they didn't even pray that week. Never opened their Bible up. Don't bring that. It's not the way it works. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. If you haven't prayed this week, if you haven't studied your Bible this week, you better be real careful what you say you got faith in and faith in what God's going to do for you. You see, that's why it's important for me and you to get along with God. You uh, cannot have faith until you listen to God. First she was prepared and convicted by the Holy Spirit. Secondly, she was convinced by the word of God. Thirdly, she's going to be converted by the blood. I want you to see this. Now remember, this is Old Testament, so I'm going to speak on that just a moment. How was she saved? Well, Jesus hadn't died yet. So is there any, there must be a different way. No, there's not. You'll be saved through Jesus Christ or you will not be saved. It doesn't matter when you have lived or will live. It'll come through Christ and Christ alone. It'll be through the blood or there will be no remission of sin. Look there in the last part of verse 21. She said, according to your words, so be it. She sent them away. And they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Can you think it just be by chance again that she had a scarlet thread line? Do you think that'd be accident that this scarlet red uh, line that she had put together for these spies to go down that she was going to keep it out the window that she knew that as long as that was out the window they had given her a promise that as long as we see that scarlet line as long as we see that red line hanging from that window anyone in that home will be spared
remember just as they had left Egypt, before they left Egypt, that that last plague that they were to take and the blood put it on the doorpost. What was that to say? The death angel will pass on by. Pass on over me. It'll move on past us. You see that same picture right here. That same picture right here. This scarlet line in the window where we will pass over. No judgment will come upon this house. Pass over. Now, of course, Jesus hasn't died as yet. But all these Old Testament types and symbols were just shadowing to the point towards the blood, the remission of our sins through the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. You can find this scarlet line running throughout all God's word. From Genesis to Revelation, it's there. You understand today that we are guilty before God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. John chapter 1 verse 7, John 1 tells us, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. You see, Rahab was a virgin. She was cleansed. How? By the blood. You see, Rahab had a lot more happen to her than just escaping the sword of the Israelites. James says that she was justified. She made it right in the sight of God. Now you remember this city, that the walls fell. Crumbled, right? Not at Rahab's house. Not at Rahab's house. Why? It was under Today, the reason that we live through disappointment, sorrows, discontentment, failure after failure is because we're not living on that birthright that we've received from the Lord Jesus Christ and claiming the victory in the blood. This world can fall down around us and as long as we'll claim the blood, it'll pass over and the walls may fall, the ground may shake, but you believe God's people will stand at the end. Why? Because of our authority, our power. No, it's because of the blood. We'll stand. Why don't we just claim the blood this morning? Just claim the blood this morning. What has Jesus Christ done for you? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. I'm going to thank you first and foremost for the blood. No matter the situation I may be in in the next hour, by the end of the day, or tomorrow, I have victory today through Jesus Christ, not because of what I am, but because of who he is and who he says I am. I have victory today because of the blood. Lord, I pray that we never get to the place that we, we want to uh, not talk about the blood. We seem ashamed of the blood. Let it be the battle cry for Calvary Baptist Church until you come back. It's about the blood. It's all about the blood. Lord, let us be that church that you would have us to be. Let us move the way you would have us to move. 
pray that God the Holy Spirit move right now within these walls. Convicting, drawing, leading, guiding, deterring and convicting as he sees fit. That you receive all the honor, the glory, for it all. It's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it.